Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Well, hello and welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeyer, and in today's show, it will be the last final episode in our six-part series on rebooting your mindset. We live in an ever-increasingly chaotic world. Sometimes it seems like we run mentally and physically from the moment we wake up until the time we go to bed. We have more modern conveniences than ever, and yet we are busier than ever. Why is that? As Christians, and really anyone who is seeking to live a healthier lifestyle, we know that finding time to rest is important. But is it possible? That is the question. And if you do have a few moments to yourself, how do you choose to use it? On your phone? Playing video games? Or simply vegging out on the couch watching TV? And although it may feel like a break, are those activities really causing you to feel restored? Do they bring healing and fresh revelation of the joy and purpose in your life? Or do you end up feeling just as tired, overwhelmed, and with a sense of discontent? Perhaps a lack of joy, lack of freedom mentally and emotionally, a lack of motivation, and an overall lack of fruitful interactions with others, leaving you feeling more discouraged in life rather than encouraged. Well, as a mental health professional, it was a common question I would ask my clients. What habits of rest did they practice, and were their choices really bringing them peace and restoration, or were they merely coping, holding on and white-knuckling their way through life? I'm sure you can imagine few were able to answer this question in a positive way, thus their reason for being in counseling. But I think if we are honest with ourselves, even those with mature faith, that we all struggle to find peace and rest, to truly be filled with hope and joy on a daily basis, what are we missing? What is the final key to rebooting your mindset, to being restored to a place of spiritual growth and regaining a healthy and truthful spiritual perspective? It is this to spend quiet, dedicated, alone time with God. Scripture refers to it as the secret place. For many years now, I have told my clients and those that I mentor that an hour in the secret place with the Lord is more healing and restorative than a year of counseling. And that's coming from a professional counselor. I think sometimes it can be hard to take the spiritual lessons we learn from a good sermon or the verse that we read in our daily devotional, and make them truly practical and applicable to our lives. As Christians, we can allow ourselves to fall into a very unhealthy and double-minded place of walking one foot in the world and one foot in God's kingdom, by viewing God and His promises as merely theoretical or philosophical. But the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you wants to bring these words of scripture into actual fruit in your life. Tangible, delicious, life-giving fruit. But how? Just like any other relationship, you must spend dedicated time with him. 
like a wife who longs to spend time with her husband, undistracted and intimate times of sharing one's hopes, dreams, struggles, and regrets. These are times when vulnerability is key to building trust and a greater intimacy is established within the couple's relationship. So it is with God. When our only experience with God is a few minutes of prayer in your head on the way to work, or the five-minute devotional you read in the morning, or the one hour you spend in church on Sunday, there is little to hold on to in that relationship in the way of steadfast love, a concrete trust, or a tangible sense of His presence. No, the foundations of a relationship can only be established in elongated and frequent periods of quality time, seeking Him intentionally to pursue greater intimacy with a hunger and a longing for His presence that nothing in this world could satisfy. I have often repeated this quote by Blaise Pascal that there's a vacuum in the heart of every person that can only be filled by the love of God. Nothing else fits into that hole. But as I researched it to share it with you today, I found that it is often misquoted, and the original quote is much richer and more beautiful, so let me share it with you now. What else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim but that there was once in a man a true happiness? of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace. This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, seeking in things that are not there the help he cannot find in those that are. Though none can help, since this infinite abyss can be filled only by an infinite and immutable object, in other words, by God himself. I will include this quote in the show notes for today if you would like to copy and save it. Do you know there are certain aspects of God's nature, of His character, that simply cannot be experienced outside of the secret place? You cannot learn it from someone else. You have to experience it for yourself, at least in order for it to be truly transformative in your life. There are over 100 verses in the Bible that refer to healing God's love, His protection, His ability to save and rescue you, but only by being in that secret, hidden place with Him. You must go there in order to meet Him there. Unknowingly and in our spiritual ignorance, people can be a little arrogant and self-righteous in their expectations and demands that God should come to them, like He's a magic genie in a bottle that should appear and grant our wishes whenever we decide we need him. That is not how relationships work. You certainly would not want your loved ones to treat you like this. And if they do, isn't that hurtful and seem very selfish and unloving of them? God's greatest desire is to live in deep, steadfast intimacy with his children. Jesus is our bridegroom waiting to celebrate a holy and eternal union with us, his bride, the church. And the Holy Spirit longs to be our best friend in the most real and authentic version of that word. And as Mr. Pascal explains so well, that 
we can try to seek all the pleasures of this world and never feel truly happy or content because we were created by God to only find peace and true fulfillment in a relationship with him. And relationships take effort. They take ongoing, dedicated time to talk, to listen, reconnect, and truly experience love and unity with one another. No wonder so many people are not satisfied with their faith. Many even walking away from God altogether as they misunderstand how this relationship is meant to operate. So, how does one spend time in the secret place? This is very important to me, to be able to teach people the practical steps in experiencing healing through using the keys to God's kingdom. Now, as I give you these steps, please keep in mind these are just suggestions based on what has worked for me and what I know to be biblical truth in experiencing God's presence. Just as everyone experiences love and intimacy differently, you will need to find your own individual groove in how you spend time in the secret place with your loving Father. The first step is to be intentional in setting aside a specific time of day and to do so every day. Just as you would not want to go days or weeks without having quality time with your loved ones, God is expectant in having dedicated time with you every day. And just like doing homework, paying the bills, or exercising, these activities require a blocked-off time in your schedule. So I do recommend you make your alone time with the Lord something that is intentionally scheduled. Otherwise, it will be too easy to dismiss due to the chaotic and distracted lives that we lead. I personally recommend an hour, but if you're doing this for the first time and you're concerned with how much time you actually have to be alone and to carve away those distractions, begin with 15 minutes and increase your time as the Holy Spirit leads. I like to begin my time with the Lord in the secret place by taking communion. You can purchase individually wrapped communion online or at Christian bookstores, or you can simply use a cracker or a bite of bread and a little bit of juice. If you are not in the habit of taking communion on your own, simply take a moment to confess any sins that the Holy Spirit brings to mind. Then take a moment to truly reflect on what Jesus did at the cross for you. Communion with God signifies His love for us sealed by the blood of Jesus which was necessary in order for us to even experience an intimate relationship with our Lord. So when Jesus demonstrated how to take communion with his disciples at the Last Supper, he was giving us a tangible gift to celebrate our union with him, a reminder. He says, do this in remembrance of me, of his sacrifice that led humankind into the secret place direct access to the Holy of Holies. That was otherwise forbidden, other than a chosen few who even they operated from a place of fear and utmost reverence for the Lord. Jesus took on the role of high priest to demonstrate that which he would give to each one of us, a place in God's royal priesthood that could only be entered into by the gateway of his love and the shedding of blood a new covenant that would be unbreakable, established to usher in a great harvest of believers, no longer with any kind of barriers. Male or female are equal, 
Jew and Gentile are both made holy and righteous. Freedom is available to all those who put their faith and hope in Jesus. What an incredible gift. When you have acknowledged this tremendous sacrifice before the Lord, then you can eat the bread and drink the juice, using your own words to show honor and gratitude to your Savior Jesus for becoming the ransom for your life and restoring you to right standing before the Father in heaven. The next step is to spend a moment or two in heartfelt gratitude, worshiping God for who He is. Declare His goodness. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring to mind the ways that you have seen Him working in your life in the past 24 hours, or simply overall. Having a heart of worship and honoring God for who He is sets us in a position, in a posture, to be in unity with Him. Over and over in scripture, it says that God knows our heart. And so despite our efforts to deceive him or ourselves, that we are faithful, that we love him, those intentions are empty if we do not take time to truly direct the meditations of our heart, to magnify and be in awe of who the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are to us. After a time of gratitude and worship, it's now time to receive. Settle in, physically, to wherever you are. Be as comfortable as possible so that your physical surrounding does not become a distraction. Part of being intentional in your alone time with God should include preparing a space that is conducive to being hyper-focused on Him. That's why, as a marriage counselor, I would stress the importance of husbands and wives having date nights, because it's important to carve away time and be in an atmosphere without children, without your phone or other distractions, in order to free yourself mentally and emotionally to truly connect to one another. So we must do the same with God. It should be a space that is comfortable to you, that is as quiet as possible, perhaps even wearing noise-canceling headphones, perhaps playing ambient music, but nothing with words, maybe even a candle burning, whatever helps you feel calm and at peace, ready to receive. Matthew 6, 6 says, When you pray, go to your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. That's why many people will create a dedicated prayer room in their closet or another space in their home. There's just something special about going to that place to pray. Because Jesus was a nomad for most of his ministry, he would often go to places that were set apart, a high mountain or a garden. Where will your place be and how will you make it special? Now, how does one receive from God? It is to yield your heart and your mind to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I often begin this time by asking the Lord a question. Just like in our human relationships, questions equal intimacy. When you're first getting to know your spouse, when you're dating, or when you meet a new friend, it's simply natural to ask them a lot of questions. And then you'll be intentional in listening for their answers so as to learn all about them. This will help you to relate to them better in the future. Our relationship with God is the same. Questions you might ask could be, What's on your heart today, Jesus? What would you like me to know about how you feel about me? What do you want me to know about your heart for the church, for the world right now? 
What is something you just really like about me, Father God? Which attribute of your divine nature would you like to reveal to me, Lord? And where can I find that in Scripture? Allow your mind to imagine God, either in the Father or the Christ-like form. Press into the Holy Spirit's ability to lead you in a very real and tangible experience of love and communion with God. Perhaps he will take you on an adventure through time and space, or maybe a slow dance amongst the clouds. Other times it will be a simple embrace, sitting in the Father's lap or leaning into the chest of your Savior. Spend this time being quiet and listen. Even if it seems like you don't hear him or you do not feel any shift in your atmosphere, remember the Spirit of God is gentle holy, and easily grieved by our human impatience. So posture yourself in a mindset to stay humble and open to hearing his voice, no matter how long it takes. If it seems like he stayed quiet one day, then be open and expectant to hearing him the next day. Sometimes it's just the obedience of showing up that matters most to God. Remember how good it feels to be pursued by a lover. God feels the same way. Matthew 7, 7 in the Amplified says, Keep on knocking. Keep on asking. Keep on seeking. There is a a passionate expression of love that can only be demonstrated through the pursuit of hearing his voice and experiencing his presence. So don't give up. Sometimes people will question if they can hear the voice of God. But the Bible reassures us that if you have given your life to Jesus, he is your shepherd, and his sheep hear his voice. All of his sheep. That is why taking time to be intentional, listening for the voice of God, is crucial. Otherwise, we will spend all of our time with him babbling about our wants and needs, and then claim that we do not hear him, and then prove it with the evidence of our unanswered prayers. But... Did you ask him if you were praying in alignment with what he wants for you, with what he knows is actually in yours and your family's best interests? If you ask, he will answer, I promise. But there is a training of your spiritual ears and a perseverance in listening that you will need to pursue and practice. When your mind is quiet, surrender your agenda for this alone time with God, for you see, When love has an agenda, it is no longer love. Simply be present. Listen for the voice of the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak God's truth to you. Then, when a thought enters your mind, you can rest assured that is God. But what if it's just me, some will ask. My own thoughts, feelings, or desires popping into my head. Then I say, test it against the word of God. Ask the Lord to give you a verse or a piece of scripture to confirm what he is saying. Sometimes it will be a a broader subject or theme, and you do not receive a specific address for your verse. Then it's okay to do a search on what you believe God is saying. And when multiple verses come up, let the Holy Spirit guide you to the one that speaks to you directly in that moment, and then you will know that you did indeed hear the voice of God. The more this interaction happens, the easier hearing his voice and knowing it is him will become.
Also, ask him to continue to speak to you throughout the day. When you intentionally ask him, he will give it to you. All of a sudden, songs, other books you're reading, a YouTube video, a sermon, maybe even a occurrence in nature, or a random comment by a friend. These will all become beautiful little God winks of his ever-present nature in your life. Finally, it's time to present your needs and petitions to him. Sometimes, after a particularly lovely time with the Lord, I have nothing left to ask for, at least not for myself. As I grow in my intimacy with the Lord, the less I pray for myself. Rather, I use this time to pray for others, to intercede for those who are still ignorant to his lavishing love, for those who have not had an opportunity to hear the gospel of grace, and for all those who are suffering who are in pain, and who have yet to experience the healing touch of the one true physician. It is at this time that I often will pray in tongues, as I discussed in the last episode of this series. The Spirit of God can pray things my human rational mind cannot. His intercessions are always in alignment with the heart of the Father. God cares about your needs, and He knows exactly what and when you need it. But when you pray, when you ask, and when you believe and trust him to deliver it, this is the most pleasing and loving interaction with the one who loves you most. It is why we are told to never cease in praying to him, an ongoing conversation in which we never really say amen. God does not want any of his children to wait a moment longer to indulge in his luxurious love, that which Psalm 23 speaks of. We are not to be in misery here on the earth, simply waiting for the day we commune with him in heaven. Rather, Father God sent his son Jesus to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, creating this magnificent gateway that leads straight to his throne room where we are all invited to dwell with him, the Lord Almighty, while we are yet here on the earth in the flesh. What sadness it brings our Heavenly Father to feel distance and separation from his children, whom he so greatly loves, that we would unknowingly or perhaps willingly set God aside as an intangible relationship, one that must await our physical death, before we might enter into his physical presence. What a lie by the enemy, Satan himself. So I urge you, do not wait one more day, one moment longer in pursuing a real, authentic, and physically, mentally, emotionally engaging relationship with a triune God who longs with burning passion to be united with those whom he has created for eternal intimacy with him. One final quote by St. Augustine. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. I want to thank everyone who listens to this podcast and those who have encouraged me with their testimonies of healings and life transformation simply by listening to its content. I will be taking a break for a while. 
If you like what you have learned so far, please be sure to sign up on my website to receive email updates on all the latest resources, blogs, and events. I will put the website link in the show notes for today. I encourage you to be ever hungry for more revelation of who Jesus is. The mysteries of his kingdom are never ending. And remember, it is only in the presence of the Lord that all healing, breakthroughs, and miracles happen. Be blessed, beloved, in your mind and in your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.